With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Audio Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real time limits making their way into your ears. First, from a place called Barniston, he is the Pyramid, Margaret Eri Fiend coming out. You stick on, stick that big lead, red light bulb on for a fiend. And his partner, Fader Top End of Stevenson. Honky Tonk Man's going to take a bump for you. He's going to bump for you. I'm going to take the bump for you. I'm going to take the bump for you. Welcome to Wrestling Daft, a wrestling podcast hosted by myself. I am an actor, wrestler, game show host. Robbie Burns impersonator as of recent. I am a radio DJ and I am not live here in my studio. Apartment in Chicago, Illinois. That's right, I'm in the top end of Stevenson currently. And unfortunately, today I am not joined by Burnison Superstar, the number one comic uh, in Scottish history, Mr. Robert uh, Florence. He has, of all things, to take. Uh, unfortunately, he uh, he's been ill all week. He's uh, he's been given painkillers. Apparently, the dentists can't drill. They're no drilling for another six months. I know how it feels. Toothache is a bit of a nightmare to deal with. However, today I'm going to hand over the reins because there is no way that I can host this thing myself. I am not good at doing this uh, talking through stuff and reviewing. I I find it hard to watch wrestling. To be honest with you, I mean. Uh, we got the we got the news that Rab had pulled out about half an hour ago. I says, right, shit, well, I better watch NXT. I better watch everything. I didn't manage to do any of that. Um, I did manage to, however, come up with some puns for another idea. So we'll, we'll get to that very, very shortly. But I'm now handing over the reins to none other than the producer of Wrestling Daft, Mr. John. Thank you, Grado. Um, what are you talking about? You're a radio presenter now. You can do all this shit. <sighs> you would think I'd be better at it, but let's, let's no lie. I've just basically tried this intro about 16 times before I managed to, to nail it right. So I don't want the night to go long, 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 long. So we'll just get you to um yes to host the rest of it. It's unfortunate news about Rab. I don't know how I'm going to manage to bury and put over things, but hopefully you'll, you'll uh, lead me along the way. Uh, as we always say in the wrestling business, card is subject to change. Um, and unfortunately, Rab couldn't make it. I don't think, you know, appreciate, you know, Half an hour before the show, he gets in touch saying, you know, Dennis can drill for six months, we have to go private, and then there's a waiting list, and he left us with going, fucking corona. I don't think he then appreciated the fact that I sent a picture of Isaac Yankum. <laughs> um, I don't think he appreciated that. But then he followed up with, I'm going to whack in these painkillers and hit the hay, so he's keeping it wrestling, so that's what we like to see. He's keeping it wrestling, he's keep it, keeping it wrestling. A demon's for some... 
And for somebody like Rab, he's maybe going to sit there and go out cheese tits off all night. So uh, as, if, if you um, feel sorry for Rab, send him a wee tweet, give him a wee message on Facebook, or if, he, if he's even got it, I don't even know. Um, and let him know. He's off he, Twitter now, he's off Twitter. He's, he's, he's off Twitter, right? You can't get in. You can't get in touch. If you want me to pass on to Rab, I'm on Twitter. He's a retweet. And, and then we'll put it on the, the, the Wrestling Daft Groups chat. Uh, Gredo, what hashtag you... pray for Rab. Hashtag pray for Rab. Gredo, we need to talk about Tam O'Shanter because Gredo has been at it for the last week, has been practising Tam O'Shanter. Now, what are you doing it for, Gredo? Well, I actually told this story today on uh, Football Daft, so if you are an avid listener or a beef, you're probably pissed off listening to this. But uh, basically, at the start of lockdown, I was asked to do a Rabbi Burns poem for a thing called Tamfest. Now, this is a festival in Ayrshire that happens every year, but unfortunately, because of the virus this year, it's all gone virtual. So they asked me to recite a Rabbi Burns poem. He says, look, we've given you a couple of months to learn it, whatever. I thought to myself, you know what? I've done Burns at the school, man. To a louse, to a mouse, the full buff that I've done it. So I spoke the day on Fitba Daft. Um, I sang, addressed to Haggis, and I chopped it up, right in front of the former First Minister himself, uh, Alex Salmond. Um, so I thought to myself, right, do you know what? I'll be able to nail this in a bother. It wasn't a, about a month ago, I looked at the, the poem, it's about fucking 15 minutes long, probably one of the longest poems that Rabbi Burns is, that does. Um, and so there's a guy in River City called Ian Robertson, he's a great actor. I saw his YouTube videos of him reciting it, he goes about the Burns uh, suppers and stuff like that, and I, and I messaged him, I put him over, I says, look, you're the man, this time I shan't, how, how long did it take you to learn? He says, hmm, about two years. <laughs> right, so I'm like, what the f- Two years, I says, well, I, I didn't even tell him that I needed to cram it in in a couple of weeks. What I'd done was I just got totally obsessed with it. You know, Rab, uh, John, sorry, I've been uh, yeah, yeah. putting videos in. Um, I've been making my own wee makeshift studio in my house to try and make it look as good as possible. I've even learned green screen, mate. I've done green screen a full lot. But um, I have um, managed to record it. I'm happy with it. I'm going to give you a wee bit just now. So, <coughs> uh, you just introduced me, John? Right, okay. Um... Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to uh, Tam Fest. Um, up first to perform Rabbi's well-known works, Tam O'Shanter. He is a professional wrestler, a presenter, uh, a quiz show host, actor. Radio. He does it all, and now he does the bard himself. It is Mr. Graham Steveley, a.k.a. Grado for the tap end. Tam O'Shanter. When Chapman and Billy's lead the street and drooty neighbours, neighbours meet. As market days are weird and late and fout begin to tap the gate. Well, we sit boozing at the nappy and getting foo and unca happy. We think Nara Langscott smells the mossy's water slaps and styles that lie between us and our aim. Or sits our silky, sullen dame, gathering a bruise like gathering storm, nursing a wrath to keep it warm. This true fund owners, Thomas Shanter, see for air, you nick the canter, all their one near a tune surpasses for honest men and bony lasses. It's very good. Oh, Tom, it's the flies. It's yeah. Tane Nine Wave Kate's advice. She told the wheel there was a skellum, a blethering, blustering, drunken bell. I'm lucky gone. No, that was good. Friday, November, good. till October, as market day, there was the sober. The ilk of the way the miller that sat as long as thou had cellar. Every neg was kind of showing the smith, and he got roaring through, and then a lobsters, even on Sunday, now drink we cut and till Monday. Christ, this goes longer than a fucking NXT match, this fucking <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'll jack it in now, but there we go. The Robert Burns um, poem is in the bag. Um, 
also want to put over, do you know what? I know we should advertise our podcasts and stuff like that, right? But who cares? Um, I've done a, a podcast with uh, ex-football player um, Kenny called Flip the Mindset. Have you seen him that started up, John? Do you know what? I just saw a little quip of it there before I came on. Um, I, I flashed up on my YouTube and I went, oh, great. I forgot Grado was on that thing. You know, I, I watched five minutes of it. Was it all right? It was all right, yeah, no. How was... fat am I? Do you know what? Did I, you... did... <laughs> I did say to my wife, Grady, he's pulling a wee bit of weight. <laughs> <laughs> That's a terrible... But listen, sub- you're a wrestler, sub- mate. You're allowed to... And you know, as everyone keeps saying, it's your character, you know, so... Mate, I explained it on that podcast that happened all the time. Tommy Dreamer, don't kill your gimmick. Don't kill your gimmick. Don't kill your gimmick. Kill the gimmick. Anytime I try to lose weight, but do you know what? <laughs> TNA ain't calling, ain't calling anytime soon. This is it, man. I had been on a diet the last two weeks. Right. seven pun, made an offset. I'm getting back on it this week. That Please watch that podcast. Have a wee... Because um, I was happy with... I, I spoke about things that I never really... Yeah, about. yeah, no. It was really... stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? I've never spoke about stuff like that, really, on a podcast. So are... I'm never going to be talking about that one here, so... Yeah, if you are going to listen to our podcast, go and listen to that one. Listen to Grado pour his heart out. It's a bit like one of these kind of Piers Morgan sit-down interviews, isn't it? Did he want you to greet? It was. You know, like you the know big show. I think he did want me to greet. Do you know that? Uh, I think he did want me to greet. And do you know what? There was at one point where I did nearly start greeting, but I started to kind of, you know, I gave it the, the big no-sell. You know, it was when I was talking uh, about stuff about my mum and all that. And uh, I thought, I can't greet. And I'm so glad. I, know that, hey, Know that there's anything wrong with greeting because see, John, I greet it. You know that advert on the telly with the the donkey that's needing a couple of bob because it's got a broken leg. Oh, I, 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 I greet it. Things like that. I greet it. Adverts. I'm a big, big greeter. Um, so I never greet, but I wouldn't mind if I did because it's all right to greet. Isn't it amazing that a lot of wrestlers? I mean, we've talked about it on this show before. The big show greets at anything. Mark Henry. <laughs> Mark Henry loves that greet as well, doesn't he? But I, I maybe I should start. Maybe I should start greeting. I don't know. Maybe that's where you get into WWE. Uh, talking about greeting, did you see the Drew documentary, the 24 documentary on the network? I totally did. I watched it on Monday, and by the way, that's my that's my put over for the week, so I'm going to talk about it just now, right? so that gets out of the road. Um, I watched it on Monday. Fuck, it was emotional. Do you know that? I know. It really was emotional, mate. Um, I had to text him right at the end because he's Drew's feather. I love Drew's feather, right? He's so- such... Joe, you know, I, I I saw Drew's fair night and he was greeting up, and all I could think about in my head is what you said to me. Uh, you know, we've talked about it on this show where you said, "What do you have for your breakfast?" To Drew's dad, and there's a portion of cornflakes, and that's all I could fucking think about. And I'm sure a lot of wrestling athletes that's all they could think about when you saw Drew's dad because he's got that accent. He's got that accent, and obviously that's what I thought about a portion of cornflakes. A portion of cornflakes. That probably is that. That's what I'm saying. I had to, to message Drew and and I said, "Oh, post a cornflakes, man." Had me, had me greeting tears, man, because it really was good. It was good seeing air. It was good because, funnily enough, remember last week, and I had hadn't realised I hadn't told it before, but the Jake's Jake the Saint Roberts and the, yes. the post office. The post does a video footage of it. I could not believe it. I need to get footage of that because I was at that training seminar. But how weird was that? I spoke about that last week. I had yeah. no idea they were going to speak about that. Um, but I totally remember that. I totally remember that that training seminar. And that was brilliant to see. And obviously, I'm trying to... Don't get me wrong. I was looking as well, mate. I was looking for... Come on, where's Grado? Where's Grado? Come on. I, I mean, it's a, 
it's a good thing I wasn't watching that my bud because I'd have been going. I'm, I'm, I'm up next. I'm definitely going. To, there's got to be something. There's got to be I'm up next. I'm so glad that I never done it. Absolutely, fucking blacklisted. But old WWE. Um, it was good seeing all the boys speaking. Well, stuff I, like I, why? Get, I, this is what I don't get, Grado. Now I'm mates with you, right? You know, it was nice seeing Noam up there. It was nice seeing Wolfgang. Nice seeing Dallas up there doing doing their thing. But they missed out the main fucking part of the story. It was the biggest match in. British wrestling history was at the SEC, you and Drew, and they missed that out. I don't know why they did that. Oh, they decided to go for uh, him and Ricochet in front of 42 folk at Evolve. That's fair, fair dues, man. <laughs> totally, totally brand new. But, I mean, I could say, you know, uh, I wish I was in it, but at the same time, Jack Jester, who is his best mate, I felt he should yes. be involved. But, yep. um, like Jester, we, the WWE seem to have a kind of, <laughs> they don't really like... Uh, Mention as a no, that I'm seeing the WWE she mentions, don't get that. Uh, and by the way, Red Lightning as well. Look, we could go on and on and on. Aye, aye, aye. It was just good to see some of the boys get to talk about it, yeah. Um, and they and they done really, really well. Dallas came across really well. I thought it was a very American, though, was it? It was totally, it was very much like you're told what to kind of say, kind of thing. I thought we had obviously John on there, John Galloway on the show as well after WrestleMania, he came across really well as well. I, 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 he was great. Remember, he was on the show. That's right. Yeah, but yeah, he, yeah. I know what you mean. And I, and you know what? That's one thing that I hate is that whenever you have to go to tell in, it has to be slowed down and pronounced right. And Dallas, me and Dallas are exactly the same that way. And there was one point I, could, I knew he was going to swear, but he stopped himself at the last minute. It was, <laughs> it was something like you know he was maybe going to say you know, and I started push. I mean, I laughed. Do you know, like just something, just totally changed it in the last uh, second. But. um it was it was minted seeing all the the footage for back in the day. Like I totally remember um him and Seamus hanging about together. I totally remember obviously at the time he was uh muckled up with Big Stew and stuff like that. And uh but Drew was he was something special, even for saying about how he would always go Vince will pay for it, Vince will noticed about Drew is he looks like a man now. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah. He had the right baby face, handsome looks. Now he's a big, grizzled motherfucker. Do you know what I mean? He's looking he's looking great. And wow, what a... I mean, he's so likeable. Such a likeable guy, man. Um, I owe a lot to Drew, and it was, it was great to watch. I'm trying to think what other kind of standout parts of it, but it was just, again, it was horrible to think, you know, but I think it's just a Scottish thing where... We were all looking forward to eighty thousand people cheering on Drew, and it never happened. And, that, and obviously, we'll get an opportunity to wrestle in front of a big crowd like that in the future. It should have been special, and instead, it was in, in, a, in a gym. But um, you've got to give the Drew to the you got to give WWE the Drew. Sorry, they really know how to do these documentaries. There, without a doubt, the best thing up, up, about the network are the documentaries. They're yeah. shit hot. No, no, it was great. It was great to see. Like you say, it was brilliant. Davy Boy in there, Ravy Davy, and all that sort of stuff. So that was that was great to see. And uh, yeah. Really enjoyed it, and like I mean, obviously, it just you feel so sorry for Drew, and it's as we said before, it's fucking typical Scottish fucking luck, you know, world champion didn't get to do it in front. You, you can just Absolutely. imagine the pop that he would have got; it would be incredible. Um, yeah, well, I'm sure we'll come on to that again, the buddy and putovers, because a lot of people uh, watched it this week. Um, but let's go back to the correspondence from last week. We have an email, Grado. Not social media, we have an email. And remember, if you want to get us on the email, you can do that. Wrestlingdaft at gmail.com. Here's the email. Hey, guys. My name is Gemma. Now, we've got... This is 
Amazing. We've got our female listener, which is great. Thank you very much, Gemma. You've upped the percentage of female listeners on this show to about five now. So thanks for that. So um, that's Louise, Louise Westing, Gemma. <laughs> oh, no, we've got well, sorry. Jen. We've got Jen as well. That's right, um, we've got Jen. If you if you please, if you listen to this show and are of female persuasion, let us know because we want more girls listening to this show because Girls love wrestling too. Right, so anyway, the, the email goes, Hey guys, my name is Gemma. I'm a nurse in West Lothian. My boyfriend is obsessed with wrestling and now I fucking love it too. Brilliant. Um, I did rip him at the start. Well, that, that goes without saying. Uh, saying how fake it was. Now I'm doing suplexes and clothesline lines around the house. Anyway, I would really love you to discuss the Iron Sheik's tweets. They are incredible. Just to add, my boyfriend says, one time in the cat house... He saw Grado and he was steaming and he pissed himself. Love, Gemma. <laughs> what? I pissed myself? Right, okay. Hold right, on. so first of all, what points do you want to, do you want to discuss the Iron Sheik's tweets here, Grado? Right, well, I want to bust our bubble for a start. Um, okay. to let him, in fact, I don't know if I really want to do this, right? But, the uh, <laughs> by the way, it's like a name, it was funny. It's just not true. Uh, basically, the Iron Sheik, right? On Twitter, I loved these tweets. Loved them to start. I used to retweet it all the time. And then I was a taping in Canada. Now, I don't know if I should be, you know what I mean? Sometimes... You're breaking kayfabe here. A wee bit here, man. I don't know if I should do it because yeah. I like the guy. I like the yeah. guy. But let's just say... Oh, that's not Iron Sheik. I've met the Iron Sheik guy for Twitter, who is somebody that you would... Never imagine who it is. It's you won't know him. I don't think you know him, but it's just what he does for a living. And put it this way, he's no short of a few bob, and he carries the the iron sheet handle. And me, me, me and Joe Henry met the guy, uh, and we were fucking gutted when we realised. You know, I mean, we obviously had an inkling that it wasn't him, but when we realised it was this geezer, like, ah, you're joking. By the way, totally brand new. And it was like we will. We were, I, don't, I can't remember exactly what the tweet we got him to say, but we, we got him to, to tweet for us. I think he, Joe Henry got him to put uh, to get him to put him over. Can I idea? But that is that. Does that bust your bubble a wee bit? Well, I'm sure Gemma's got it, but did not. So, has Iron Sheet got a social media manager? Is this what we're saying? Aye, basically. Fucking hell! Who mm. knew? How can she afford that? Jesus. No, do you know what? No, I don't even think that he's the social media manager. He's just a random guy that holds the Sheik's Twitter handle. All right, fair enough. I've given a lot of stuff away in this show, but I've never ever been as kind of nervous as I'm all talking about this. I think that's will ruin it for quite a few folk. Sheik will come and batter you, mate. That's what's going to happen. We'll the- Trust me, this to get the guy in the Sheik couldn't batter me, put it that way. Oh, that's a promo cut. Right, Bat Dallas, book it. Sheik versus Grado. There we are. Um, We've got a uh, Calm on now. He says, recently I moved in with my girlfriend. Well, anyway, no, hold on a minute. We just, uh, hold on. Oh, sorry, sorry. And the cat, oh, wait, wait, so you want to get to the cat house rumour, right? You want right, to right. spell that, yeah. Right, I could probably count the number of number of fingers I've got in my horn, the amount of times I've been at the cat. Um, I, I didn't push myself. Right, okay. Your boyfriend pushed his cell. Right, right, your boyfriend pushed himself. Your boyfriend Gemma. pushed his cell. You ask him about that, Gem, eh? Uh, listen, thank you very much for listening anyway, Jenna. Uh, let's move on to Callum. Um, Callum says, I've recently moved in. There are a lot of things in the cat house, but I've certainly not pushed myself. Right. Okay, just we've established that now, Grado. <laughs> okay, we've established that Grado did not piss himself in the cat house. If we see that on Twitter, it's absolutely scurrilous. Okay, 
Right, let's move on to Callum. Callum says, I've recently moved in with my girlfriend. Excellent, Callum. The fact that you're a listener to this show and have a girlfriend is a good thing. Um, I've got Re- I've got WrestleCrate Gradle signature framed on our wall. We were talking about this last week. You signed all the pictures for WrestleCrate. Callum's got one on his wall. Um, there you go. She's not much of a wrestling fan, but she loves Gradle and Finn. So they made the cut. Uh, managed to keep Bret Bre- Hart too, even though he she's no idea who he is. So Callum has sent a... You know how Rab loves a picture on the show. Um, Callum has sent a picture of his wall, and there you are. There's Bret Hart's signature for him. Um, there's a, a, another signature of Grado. And yeah, Finn Balor as well. So you made it to Callum's wall and his girlfriend. Thank you very much for putting up. I mean, I don't... I mean, this is... Uh, I. Thank you very much. I mean, I don't know what you say when folks say that. I mean, well, thanks very much. Not really a day. I appreciate that you're a fan. Yeah, it's just good. It's good. It's good. It's good. But I get oh. a wee bit. Um, I get a bit already. Do you know what I mean? Because it's good, to, it's good to know that all those pictures you signed for WrestleCrate are getting put to good use, though, Grado. Mate, I signed about thirteen thousand of them, and I've had about two folks send me pictures of them being put on the wall. Okay, so well, there's um, another. There's another one for you. So um, that- Good. And I've obviously seen some on eBay that are up there for about three ninety nine and stuff like that. Thanks also to Dan who got in touch with us um, on Twitter. And now, I, I, did I send you this credo? Or I put it on Twitter. Or it's on the Wrestling Daft Twitter. You can check out. Now, he brought to his attention a video from Insurrection 2001, right? Basically, you know that crowd shot they do at all the UK shows where they pan to the crowd and there's, you know, Wayne Rooney sitting in the crowd or some ex-footballer or some celebrity or whatever. You know the one. Saw the exact video that you're talking about, and that is going to be the absolute best, best kind of appearance by a couple of celebs in the front row, man. It's shit hot. This is what we're talking about. Eamon Holmes, Chris <laughs> Tarrant, and Shan Franco Zola in 2001 at Insurrection. But the thing that I loved about it is Holmes is there wearing the leather jacket. Tarrant's there as well. Jan Franco's all looks like he wants to be fucking somewhere else. Yeah, it looks, it looks, you know, remember the radicals when they came in, they were sitting in the front row. It looks like a really fucked up tribute version of the radicals. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it, it does. Do you know, it's funny the wee kind of celebrity appearances. Do you ever, have you ever spoke about the time that Kenny Miller got in the WWE ring? No, no we've not spoken about that, but that was tremendous. Kenny Miller did you, did, in the WWE ring. Did you see it? I didn't. I wasn't at that show. No, I just seen the video footage. Do you know, I remember it coming up the next day. I don't know whether I think probably half the crowd booed him and half the crowd probably um, cheered him. But how random is stuff like that? Kenny Miller in the ring. I can't remember who he was in the ring way, but it was uh, good footage. To be to be fair, uh, Kenny Miller's had a lot of heel and face turns uh, when it comes to Rangers and Celtic, hasn't he? So he would have fit right in in the wrestling ring. The big show Mac too here, isn't he? <laughs> Fucking right, he is. Kenny Miller is the big <laughs> show. There you go. Um, so, like, I put this out on Twitter. I saw this footage. I thought it was fucking brilliant. So, uh, I put it out on Twitter. What is the worst celebrity faction you can think of? And can you give us a name for them? So, we've got a couple of responses to this one. Uh, Percy, Percy, uh, says, Tim Allen, Martha Stewart, Jeffrey Archer, and Gino DeCampo, the fabulous jailbirds. Very good, Percy. John, I don't know. I don't get that. Sorry, I don't know. The Bob being in the neck, mate. The Bob being in the neck. Right. Gino DeCampo okay. was, uh, was uh, fucking put in the neck. What was Gino DeCampo putting the neck for? Oh, I think I think it was like fraud or something. I won't say anything. I don't want to, uh, you know, get into trouble. Ah, with the law. Right. You know, I don't want DeCampo coming suing me. But um, just Google it. You'll find out what you know. DeCampo got put away w- for. Would he? Would he make a DeCampo doing family fortunes? Is DeCampo doing fortunes? Do you don't know this? No, I did not know this. I, to be fair, I didn't like um, K doing it. I mean, no, I didn't like it. it. I mean, 
see things like that, break, that breaks my heart seeing the likes of all less away every weekend. But you know, he he has actually been um he's been like trending on Twitter for the last three weeks because it's just full of folk, it's just full of folk burying you know De Campo and saying bring back Les Dennis. Does does De Campo go if it's on the board I'll give you the money myself? Oh that part. Oh, that's good. Uh, uh, Get your own part of the campo. <laughs> Fucking no wonder you were in the jail. Um, right, Stephen um, says Ruth Davidson, Douglas Ross, Richard Laird, and Willie Rennie better together. Two point two. 2.0. Oh, wait, that's real. We won't get political, Stephen. Thanks very much. Um, Mania 85, Alan Titchmarch, Monty Don, and Trevor from Brookside. I like this one. The dirt business. See, because they're all... I like that one. Gardeners are buried in the garden. I like that one. Yep. yep. Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Uh, that, that one's from Mania 85 and contender for listener of the week. Um, Hugh Grant, Wayne Rooney, Angus Deaton, and Tiger Woods. The four horsemen. <laughs> See what he's done there. Because <laughs> they all, you know, were with ladies in the night. Um, Yes, Val Haran, uh, regular correspondent. Nigel Farage, Katie Hopkins, Tommy Robinson and Nick Griffin. The far right to censor. I like that. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Um, last week as well, Grado, do you remember we were talking wrestler wines and we were, you know, the WWE brought out this new range of wines. They've got an Ultimate Warrior wine, they've got an Undertaker wine and you came up with a fucking belter. What the wine should be called? What was it? Can you remember? The Grape Cali. It was an absolute bailer. We thought that couldn't be beaten, but we put it out there on Twitter anyway. Uh, Martin's come back with the Young Bucks Fast. I like that. That's funny. Decent. Cooper Cabernet Savio Vega, Glenn Jacobs Creek and Mark Merlo. (laughs) That's good. Decent. Andy. I like this one. No Way Rosé. Brilliant. Big Andy, as well as his pros, Coco, beware. That doesn't really work, Andy. Uh, Bray Wyatt, Zinfindal. Right. Ian Andrew, Dice Clay, uh, says Shatanoff, De Pap, Oshango. I like that. Decent. And Scott follows up with Echo for One Falls. <laughs> so, you know, I was sitting there thinking, uh, Charlie like Nicholas Nicholas style, Nicholas, yeah. Charlie Nicholas style, when you told me to look up um, basically the matches and stuff that we were talking about on the show and I never got around to it. Instead, I decided to think about all sort of puns. I just wanted to add one more for the... Uh, the wines? The wine one. Oh, excellent. Let's go. Uh, Zinfandel Wilkes. The Patriot. Del Wilkes. Zinfandel Wilkes. Yeah. Right? Great, great, great. And then decided to... Um, I thought, right, I actually like when the punters send in puns. I'm, and... And obviously, doing the radio in the morning, man, I'm all, I'm so put this pun daft, right? That's oh, the radio, national radio. I thought, and I think, I, but do you know what? I, I get the feeling we've already done it before. I wanted to do COVID related wrestling puns. We, we have done not it? done that. We have not right. done that, right? Okay, you got one to off. Right, are you ready? Yeah. Tyler Sneeze. <laughs> right, good, good, good. Spike Dudley. Right, right, good, good. The flu day. Right, yeah. Matt Riddled. <laughs> Jim Herd Immunity. <laughs> Isolation of Domination. These are brilliant. These are brilliant. Outbreak Jack. <laughs> I've got Rated R, R-Rate Superstar. They are right now. That's not good. And uh, the final one, Bash at the Jason Leach. <laughs> Ah, right, okay, love it, Grado. Next week, there's your homework right there. Uh, get your wrestling-related COVID puns into us. 
uh, and we'll get them on next week. If you want to do that, just get on our Twitter. You'll get us at Wrestling Daft on Insta at Wrestling Daft Podcast, or you can email like Gemma did. Get on Wrestling Daft at gmail.com and uh, we'll read out your COVID wrestling rated puns next week. So every week we like to separate the good from the bad in wrestling. The people who wear face masks properly for those who have leave their nose hanging out. I don't know. Why are people doing that? I don't get it. You see them with their nose hanging out. It does wear the face mask. It doesn't work if you don't do the whole thing. Um, but anyway, that's the good and the bad in wrestling. Um, have you got anything you want to bury or put over this week, Gredo? Right. Obviously, I want to put over the Drew McIntyre yeah. documentary. Um, Burry, I've no seen it enough to, to kind of dislike yeah. it as such. That that's fine. Um, I'll put over uh, the main event from NXT Takeover. I've talked about it on the Marks Pro the show. Um, that Kyle O'Reilly um, and Finn Balor match. It, you would like it, Grado. It was kind of Japanese, kind of strong style, kind of wrestling, kind of thing. But it was fucking. I don't mind that. It was it was pretty brutal. See for like a, a WWE match, it was pretty fucking brutal. He's broke his jaw. The boy lost, uh, Kyle O'Reilly lost a couple of teeth in it. Um, it was pretty fucking brutal for a WWE match, so I'll put that over. I didn't check the Meltzer rating on it, actually. It's got a funny feeling it could be a five-star. I'm sure um, I've read it was a five-star. Was it really? That, that's yeah. good. Uh, buddy, however, like, I was watching TakeOver. They've started doing this weird fucking shit where they start playing, like, kind of atmospheric... They were playing atmospheric music as they were kind of backstage approaching the ring, and they started doing this kind of weird shit with atmospheric music on WWE. I don't know what it is all about, but it sounds shite, so... It's funny how we things like that can make you kind of annoy you, innit? As weird as wrestling fans. I mean, in any other world, you would just fucking leave that, but it's funny how wrestling fans, we've got to pick shit like that apart. I remember all this stuff. Remember when TNA... When, when Hogan started with TNA, and there was a lot of stuff. The backstage stuff was like the the the, the camera that was that was motioning back and forward backstage, ah, yeah. um, as if the camera was there, which totally made a lot of sense. Yeah. But I remember folk going, "Oh, what's this?" It's just it's a break for the normal fans can't do it, couldn't they? No, I know, I know. Well, that's that's us wrestling fans. Uh, let's go into the listeners, see what they're burying, putting over. Uh, Neil says it might be controversial, but bury the use of blood in the dog chain match. I haven't seen this yet. That was on AEW. It was Cody and Brody Lee. Um, it didn't add anything, and the timing of it was off. None of them hit their head at the spots that were supposed to bust them open. Right, I get that. So the blood's happened, but the spots haven't kind of worked out that way right okay I, I that's see. happened a few times in AEW I must admit with old Kenny Omega and Jericho man so we're knocking fuck each other with everything and they had the slightest bit of blood and then whatever the spot that they did use to get the blood that just didn't make sense so I but no that yeah, was just uh, annoying is it was... uh, put over Cage and Hobbs AEW has been missing that sort of stuff I've not seen AEW so I can't come but I think Brian Cage looks really really good in it he's fucking what a his neck, he's got a neck. One of these guys has got a neck upon a neck. It's fucking scary. Um, Bronze Chill, a regular correspondent, put over the Drew 24 documentary on the network. And David Wilson getting a shout out there at the end. Oh, did he? I didn't. He... I must have clicked it off by then. What was that? What I just on the, on the credits and I got, used a couple of his shots as well. When it's oh, uh, brilliant, the nicest the... man in wrestling, David Wilson. And that is without a doubt so true. And uh, Bronze Chell, I have to say a big thank you to Bronze Chell. He he hooked me up with getting into the Thunderdome, so I was in the Thunderdome for SmackDown. Where did that go? It was 
it was weird. It was weird. We end up the, the wee man sat up with me and watched it, but we end up getting boot out, booted out of our uh, room because we went to the toilet or whatever, and then cause it came back from an ad break, and we weren't in the camera shot. They cut us and they booted us out of the room. No way. And yeah. did they tell you, please don't move for your seat? Yeah. So they've got talk back. So you're like watching the show and they've got they've got they've got someone down the line saying, Hey, okay, here comes uh, AJ Styles. Go mad for AJ Styles, pop for AJ Styles, go on. So they're telling That's you class. and then uh, they're like, Okay, yeah, some people in this room they've got bad lighting. If you don't have good lighting, you're gonna get kicked out. We got a lot of people waiting here. Um so yeah, we end up getting booted out. So Bronze Chell was burying the mod who booted uh, John out of the Thunderdome during SmackDown. I've not went back and seen if I can see myself. Well, I put the wee man on screen, obviously. Yeah, I'll step back. Out the way, wee man fucking I'm in. (laughs) But um, uh, Chris wants to put over Sami Zayn, who loves the greatest British bake-off, apparently. Who knew? I've seen that, no. Sami Zayn loves the great British bake-off. We'll have to check that one out. Um, Chris is saying... Buddy, nothing really. Yeah, there you go. Uh, it's West, funny, the only Zami Zane thing, I know we're flying through things here, but it's, he has got a kind of weird um, habit. I remember when they were in, in Glasgow and he was with, um, what do you call him, Pack, and he wanted to go to this um, fucking mad, like, uh, what was it? It was like a, wasn't he reggae, but it was something like that, at the at, like the Barfly. It wasn't the Barfly, but something like that. And I think there was about 20 folk at this, and he was there. So I can imagine him some some obscure fascination with the Bake Off. There you go, we need to research that. Um, Westy wants to put over uh, Grizzly's appearance on the Ross Owens live Facebook show with Ricky Gervais, which happened. Ricky Gervais turned up as Derek. Which, I mean, I've got if I mean, that was superb, right? I mean, I'm, I've, I love Ricky Gervais. He is up there, but, you know, I love The Rock, I love Larry David, I love Brock Lindo, and I love Ricky Gervais. That was the coolest thing ever, and for him to come on and ask a wrestling question was cool as well. If you haven't seen it, I've retweeted it all the gaff, but it was... Tremendous. Amazing moment. Absolutely amazing moment. Um, Scott's what I put over Balor versus O'Reilly. Five-star match at TakeOver. Yep, good one. Um, and Ali becoming the face of Retribution. That is a good move because Retribution were looking like a terrible idea. But now they've kind of brought Ali into it as the leader and it looks like it might actually do something. Good to see him getting a push because he's a decent wrestler. And Scott's burying nothing as well. So there you go. Um, Daniel put over takeover enjoyed the whole event but that main event was different class yep agreed uh, Buddy witnessing Ridge Holland destroying his leg could have done without seeing that oh uh, you sent me that on WhatsApp that looked absolutely horrific man it was total Henrik Larson said vicious style oh, it. it's, you, it's one of those ones you know you always see them in football remember David Bust when his ankle was kind of hanging yeah. off it was Coventry against Man United you hate seeing those things and that looked horrible so I hope he has a speedy recovery because they were really pushing him um, so you've never you've not worked with this guy, have you, Rich Holland? Or I don't know what his um, no, name I don't know what his other name is, but also yeah. I'll tell you one that's really, really bad type in Adam Shame leg break. He'll not appreciate me saying this, right? Um, but it is a horrific leg break and it happens um at Bell in Bell's Hill. It happened about 15 years ago. And uh that's fucking mental, man. It's but what it's no funny, right? But it's funny in the jam the referee at the time shits himself, he doesn't know what to do, and he starts getting the X. Aye. You're in fucking Bell's Hill Leisure Centre. Who the fuck? Who's going to cut? Like, who are you doing the X thing? There's nobody <laughs> sitting in the back picking their ass, fucking doing nothing, eating quavers. Do you know what I mean? Who's your X to? But anyway, I watched that Adam Shame leg break. 
Right, we'll get for that one. Uh, Chris Burry, 24-7 title. It's just farcical now. Drew Gallack fighting over it. Where he deserves to be, have a better opportunity, like the IC title. 24-7. They could have done so much more with that 24-7 title. I like the R-Truth stuff with it. It's really fun. You can do some good stuff. But they started off doing all this fucking mad shit where they were fighting around, like Tazawa and him were fighting around New York during Christmas. And now it's just like, it's a bit shit now. They well, could- this is Vince's hard-on for the Hollywood movie stuff. He really wants to, he's always wanted to produce movies, so... He's yeah. getting right into it now, and a lot of folk don't really like it. I've not really enjoyed much of the stuff. Anything that's not got Jeremy Borash in it with a cinematic match, I'm not interested yeah. in. Yeah. Uh, he's putting over the whole Reigns tribal chief storyline. Yeah, Reigns is this whole Reigns heel turn thing's fucking brilliant at the moment. Loving that. And Jonathan, definitely Buddy Cody winning the TNT title back. I. I I don't get why they put the, the title back on him. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with it because he just dropped it about a month ago and then came back really quick. Um, Brody Lee should have carried that for months. Put over Jeff Cobb's performance in the G1 so far. He's an unbelievable athlete and wrestler. You've been watching the G1, Grado? I nope, nope. Um, Calzo by Cody Rhodes and his missus booking himself like a main event, or he's like the Jeff Jarrett of AEW. <laughs> um, so uh, I uh, tell you what, Jarrett got a lot of heat for pushing himself as the Austin of TNA back in the day, but I fucking loved it. I um, and put over anything to do with Talking Shop Mania is better than any other wrestling shite out there. I've not seen much. Have you seen much of the Talking Shop stuff? I've seen the first one and I loved it. Have they done another one since? They must have done. Uh, the, the, oh, the next Talking Shop Mania must be coming up, Ben. Oh, go to watch that, mate. I, I'd rather watch that than the, the main events that are on the next and stuff like that, which is terrible, but I don't know. It's just the way I'm feeling these days. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks for all your buddies and putovers. Um, we'll get more with Rab and Grado next week. Football is a short career, but what if we could wind the clock back and give some of the UK's favourite ex-pros at one more go-around? Yet yeah, one last match. Who would they choose as their teammates? Who would they pick as their gaffer? What stadium would they want to walk out at one last time? That's what we asked to club legends like Jason McAteer. I finished my career and there's, there's always that feeling I had that... I always wish I'd won something with Liverpool. We should have won the Premier League. We should have won a, a trophy. John Hartson. So I, I think back and I think, you know, I, I probably, I've never got over that, you know, losing that night. Emil Heskey. Going to Birmingham and it just wasn't the same. You know, they wasn't confident enough in their ability to actually hit that pass. Mm-hmm. But Steve had just gone around and bang, bang. And it was, it was, uh, it was, it was great to play with. Season one is coming soon to Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe now and see why it's never too late for one last match. One last match with who knows wins. Put your money where your mates are. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> So as a part of the show, we invite you, the listeners, to do a run-in. And as Rab says, it's not really a run-in because you're invited on the show, so that doesn't really work. Uh, you come on, you ask what you want. You might want to find out what Gradle thought about the Drew documentary. We'll get into that. You know, we've done that. Obviously, I'll do that again. 
you might want to find out what Grado's uh, favourite Rabbi Burns poem is after his fabulous Tamil Shanter uh, thing. Or you might want to ask his opinion on, you know, where they think the storyline of Roman Reigns is going. Who knows? Um, yeah, don't ask him anything wrestling rated that's current. Um, that'll be a waste of your time. Um, so every week we get somebody to do a run. And from the Patreon this week, it is long-time listener to the show, Sandy Dagan. Sandy, how are you doing, my man? I've got unfortunate unfortunate news just to break it to you. Break it to you slowly here. I hope you've not come in here an absolute Burnless and Mega fan because Rab is unfortunately, he's booked sick. Don't worry, he's going to be all right. He's got a wee bout of the traffic, but unfortunately I couldn't do it tonight, so it's just me and John. So if you're a big Burnless and fan, you've come on to ask about um, the ice cream van boys or up the road, man, you've you've had it, mate, you're snooker. It's all right. Hope you hope you feel better soon. Oh, are you tonight? I'm not too bad. Uh, I'm very happy to be here. I've wanted to come on for a while, and I'm. Well, <laughs> you're here, big man. You're here. Let's uh, let's just um, let's get right off the bat. Here, what did you have for your breakfast this morning? Uh, Kellogg's crave. You know, like to be chocolate pillow sort of. Uh, hold on a minute. Am I sensing a northern accent? No, I'm uh, borders. See, it's very similar, isn't it, John? The, the kind of accent. I thought that we had yeah. maybe a sort of um, what do you call? Them? Who do we put over in the show every week? Wrestle Zone, uh, Bingo Balance, all that sort of stuff. Bingo Balance. I thought we'd have somebody for the for the Wrestle Zone scene that came on there to talk um, for Aberdeen. So you're for the Borders. Ah, uh, yeah, town called Jedbra. What do you do for a job? Uh, I'm currently a you're joking. <laughs> a real life Johnny? No, no. I get to ring the bell. No, no, um, it's automatic. Eh? Are you joking me? That's no. I thought the Johnny's rung the bell. I've always is that is that just a fallacy? I always thought when I was at school it was the Johnny would ring the bell, but it's all an automatic it's all, timers now. It's all it's all timers and that nowadays. Eh? All the new technology it's, it takes a fun away for the job. See, I'm I'm going to have to apologise to the listeners. I've already told them the night that the Iron Sheik on Twitter isn't really the Iron Sheik, and now we're getting Johnny's fucking saying that the bells are automated now. <laughs> This is not yeah, a good night. Also, see, I must admit, see, when I was young, I used to, I actually used to want to be a Johnny. Why do you want to be a Johnny, Gregor? Just sit and eat toast all day. That's what he did, eh? It was always, like, the Johnny, I remember it was uh, Mr. Neil, and, like, it was the back in the day, like, where you could smoke anywhere you want. The Johnny's fucking office, just, it was like a fucking, it was like, Fucking what's his face? Killian Cross coming out when you opened the office. It was like smoke just piles out of the Johnny's office. Uh, uh, that's right. That's right. Here, I want to, um, Sandy, I want to give you a wee bit of advice for being a Johnny. And it comes for my old Johnny, Mr. Thompson, right? He had a wee sort of a, he had a wee uh, kind of setup when we were at the playground, right? And he basically carried about with him a yellow card and a red card because. <laughs> He was a part-time referee. And if you if we were in the playground and we started kicking up shit, we started fucking hitting one another or playing football when we're not allowed to, he'd shout us out, yellow card in the book. You start your shite again between now and even lunchtime. You start acting up again, you get the red card and you were in to see the head teacher. And I tell you what, that worked, by the way. That totally worked because if I was in a booking, man, I'd shit myself. I would keep the heat for the rest of the day in case I get uh, sent to the showers. Well, not really showers, it was missing Denning Bell's office, but... Would... The, thing, the thing nowadays is that bands are just, they're just like the fight in a way, so 
like in our school, we had a we had a like a, a support teacher who you you were everybody shit feared it. So I would tell him off and then just laugh at me, say, "You're gone." And I'd say, "No, no, I'll get her." And like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." Didn't, didn't uh, get her. Here, Credo, do you think there would be room in wrestling for a, a Janny gimmick? A Janny gimmick? I feel like, has that not been done yet? I'm sure I've put. I I'm don't think I've you, seen that. I'm telling you, I have. I would put my money on being on a pure um, shitty indie British promotion doing in fucking Devon or fucking whatever. As I can imagine, there already been a, a gimmick existing in a Janny. I can just see. Somebody that's been training for fucking seven years, they can't bump, they can't, they can't, they can't bump forwards, backwards, left or right. They're fucking totally out of shape, and I can imagine probably going fuck it, game the Janny gimmick, and go out with it with a bag of sand. Yep, the fucking Janny gimmick. I, you know what I mean? Falls count everywhere. It calls to get anywhere. Coming out with a fucking toaster, a bell, even though you know, do you know what I mean? You know, ring the bell. Or that ring kind the of bell. Stuff. It could be a school bell. That's fucking brilliant. And then when there's like you blood in I mean? the ring, you come out with the sawdust and put it down. You have the and the brush is your weapon. You come out doing the, the brush. You whack people with the fucking brush. You have got the you know the the kind of brown coat. This is fucking the gimmick to be had, Sandy. Have you thought about taking up professional wrestling? Oh, I've thought about it, but Ken, it's the it's always been too big for it. But mate, so uh, was I, man. So was I. Can I, can I, can I can do, John? Uh, do you know? Um, I must admit, but Sandy Degnan is the most Janny name I've ever heard in my life. If you had to say what is Sandy Degnan day, you would say he is a fucking Janny, and probably like that. If you get any kind of, is this this you know, you're the Janny. No, no, you it, was made a, it was just made a, a transition. Aye, there's a stopgap. What do you what do you want to be the um, again, um, the I've just, just got out of college again. I'm doing my, my HMB and, and traveling tourism, so I'm trying to get well, that's fucked to the moment. Stay away okay, from yeah. traveling tourism. Well, it's just it's just eh? I get called bad luck Sandy for a reason, and uh, <laughs> oh Sandy, <laughs> oh, oh man, what's perfect it? timing. I'll say, oh, I'll just go through. Eh? All right, well, is it, thank you for coming on, mate, and thank you for doing the running. Um, apologies that it's my. Well, he's not asked his question or nothing. I don't want to do that. Oh, sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. Here, I'm not finished with him. I'm sorry, you want more questions? I'm not finished with Sandy Degnan. Right, okay, you ask Mr. Degnan. I actually got my name right, Grader. There's not a lot of people that can say my second name right. Just Did he say Degnan? Introduce me. Did he say aye? Right, but it is Degnan, isn't it? Aye. And I got it right. You did, I. I just, I, I, I did. I did. Spot for you. Uh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel as if I want to ask you more questions. Like, what age are you? Yeah, uh, twenty-five. Right, and when did you get into wrestling? Uh, pretty much all my days, really. Um, right. Earliest memories from my, was my sister, my older sister. She was obsessed with Hulk Hogan. Really? She's she's thirty old. So I kind of just got forced to watch. Uh, I think it was. WCW, and then eventually when I got a bit older, kind of started watching it, just watching everything really, pretty much. Really, was that the kind of Channel Five days or Bravo? I think we've debated this before, but do you remember uh, what channel you watched? Well, on? I want to say Channel Five. I think my mum told me one we went up on holiday up north somewhere, and there was a pub full of blokes on a on a Friday night or something, and I don't know what night Nitro was on, and I went in at like five six year old saying, "Can put WCW on?" And the the boy put WCW on and took the football off the tally for me because I was a big degree. So. <laughs> <laughs> class. I love, class, that. Man. love that. Love that. Love that. Do you do you go to live shows, Sandy? 
Aye, um, do, I do a lot of ICW shows when I can. Um, obviously, I try and get to the big shows because, like I said, travelling up on a Sunday is not ideal. Um, Aye. So I try and get to like the the big ICW shows like WWE when it's when it's here and um, went into TNT in Liverpool for the, the Deathmatch tournament in January. And that was pretty. Do you know it's somewhere I've never worked, Sandy? I've never done the TNT before, and I, I'd like to do it. It's, it's, it's sort of kind of like a. It's the same idea as ICW, is it? Am I right? No, it's extreme, extreme wrestling. So no other matches are really death matches and stuff, but it's... Uh, You're not an extreme wrestler, Grado. Uh, I beg your pardon. I'll, I'll probably, I'd say probably in the last uh, couple of ICW matches that I've had, I've asked to be put in the, the sort of really? matches. Me and Shah discuss this all the time. Shah is always like, you need to... You need to just go as a deathmatch, go keep take it further with the deathmatch wrestling and, and make it your gimmick. And I tell you, what, I I enjoy the matches a lot more than what I do a normal match. Well, I fucking really? love it. I know you yeah. did Jimmy Havoc. I know you did Jimmy Havoc in London. Jimmy Havoc, absolutely loved it. I was supposed to wrestle um, Nick Gage in Cleveland, Ohio, um, two years ago. And because uh, listen, when I was young, it was deathmatch wrestling that I loved. Um, I went well. I certainly went through a is it. CZW, I loved it. Sick Mondo, the wife beater, John uh, Zandig, you're the Lobo. I was deathmatch wrestling daft. I loved it. CZW Night of Infamy 2, 2002. Watch that show November 19th to Philadelphia, the ECW Arena. What a fucking show that was. Anyway, I love it, mate. I tell you what, um, you know, they always say in wrestling, um, red equals green, right? And I don't mean green as in money, as in green, you're a fucking uh, J-Brone. But, mate, I love getting colour. And uh, do you know what? It's it's funny because I, I saw somebody in the, or, or at least you say somebody in the comments, I had a wee look at the, the schedule today, somebody was talking about how there was blood in a match recently and they, they didn't enjoy it. I, I totally get that. I totally get that. I remember sitting with, with Nigel McGuinness watching his documentary together when he was talking about how he got his, um, I don't know if it was hepatitis C, was it hep, was it C or B? And mm. I totally get the risks. And it, it is sort of pathetic, man, but I've always, I've, I've loved it. I've loved it. Well, there you go. There's your new gimmick when you, the wrestling <laughs> again. Deathmatch Grado. Deathmatch Grado. Um, Sandy, have you got a question for Grado? Rab's not here. You can ask me a question, but I'm, I've got nothing to say, really. So. Well, it was kind of one for Grado and one for everybody. It was um, my, my my first ICW show was in 2015. It was, um, it was a tag match. It was Iron Jew versus the Geezers. And I remember that match because it was my first show and Grado was one of the main reasons I went. But I have never seen a match like it in my life. If there was a slip and slide. <laughs> there, and then I've got a, there's a picture here that, I, that I'd kept because I just thought it was absolutely perfect. But oh, it's here. So for, the, for, the, for the patrons, but it's a, it's a picture. Oh, that, I... Dave Wilson took. And how, how would you describe that to your, to your mates when you say, oh, how was it after? <laughs> I mean, for those that are not watching the pod, uh, not watching the video version of the podcast, I'm stunning in one of the most ill-fitting leotards I've ever received. It's purple with polka dots, and is that is that Tom for the geezers? Uh, he's Tom for the geezers. I'm stunning up uh, on the second rope, and he's chopping my ass. So <laughs> isn't he my, my, my absolute I ideal position? I think but... it made a thumb. It looked like a thumb up the hoop. Oh, was it a thumb? It probably would have been a thumb. I'd have probably. 
<laughs> to be honest with you, if he, if he um, suggested a chop in the house, I probably would have went, he's a thumbing instead. Uh, but <laughs> I don't even, do you know what? I don't even remember half of that match. I do remember the, the slide. What was it we done? Because I think, um, obviously, I did the running cannibal, the rolling slice. I think we got the, the slide out and I slid along it and done that. I mean, it was they were they were doing that all around about the country at the time. And they were quite over, by the way. Do you remember yeah. at the time? That's Steve that's Austin put them over. I think apart apart for yourselves, like they got the biggest pop of the night. Aye, aye. And they were just they were just brilliant. But anyway, to, to the question is like buried the business. Aye, and um, you just made your relationship with Colt Cabana. How did you get meeting Colt Cabana, and you know how was he? How has he helped you? That's a good question, man. I like that. So um, I first had heard a Colt Cabana when I started watching indie wrestling in two thousand and two, and he just started in Ring of Honor. And I remember watching him come out and he came out to oh, what the Copa, Copa Cabana, the heart, right? And I fucking loved it. And I loved his strut. I loved it. I loved his strut. And that was probably, the time I'm probably 14, I'm still practicing entrances in my room. And I used to copy that Copa Cabana entrance all the time. I then met him at a show in Kelly in 2004. And I think me and my mate, Johnny Miller, we were the only guys in the crowd that recognized him. And we both Copa Cabana t-shirts and all the rest of it. And he had a documentary crew filming him and uh, I remember coming up and, and, and doing impressions of him and stuff like that and doing the strut and he was loving it for the camera and stuff like that and I thought this guy's fucking brand new man I love this guy anyway fast forward to half an hour later right he's sitting up in the balcony watching the match and again I'm just a fucking pure I'm going like a wee teenage lassie I was a teenage boy but I'm going like a pure you know as if one direction's in the fucking the grand hall in Kilmarnock <laughs> and I remember, I remember I, we caught eyes with each other and I waved up at him like, hi, cool. And bear in mind, I'd already done the stuff with him for his film crew. And he went like that. He just went, he looked at him and went, fuck's sake, leave me alone. <laughs> Pull up and walked away and walked back. And I was like, this guy's a wanker, right? I was like, I, I probably didn't think he was a wanker at the time. I was probably just gutted that I was like, fuck, I've took it too far. I should have just left the, the documentary, but I didn't need to make eye contact with, contact with him and wave to him like a fucking pure groupie. Um, and so, but then I loved him for years. I loved his podcast and whatever. And when I started the ICW stuff, I always wanted to wrestle Coke Cabana and followed him on Twitter and stuff like that. And um, I actually remember, but he had a, he had a, I'm sorry if I'm taking this long, right? But he actually had a um, interview with, with, with Chris Renfrew and Billy Kirkwood. On they had they had been in a, a radio show for a local radio station. It was a wrestling talk show, and they got Coke Cabana on it, and they'd mentioned Christmas, and Cabana took it the wrong way because he was Jewish, oh, and he I think he I don't know if he hung up or whatever. And at that time. I wanted to get in with the, the Renfrews and Billy Kirkwoods at the time because they wanted to be in the ICW. So <laughs> I remember they were talking about him on Twitter and they were all burying him and I'd done it. And I added him and I was like, I hope your next shite's a hedgehog. <laughs> and I tweeted him, right? However, I don't know if he's right. Now, I only done that to try and show off to, to the wrestlers, right? But a year later, the British Wrestler documentary came out and within days it had been up, Sanjay Dutt had tweeted, I can't remember, that he'd watched The British Wrestler or whatever, and I think Cabana quote tweeted it and wrote in capital letters, Gredo. And I remember being at my work in the fire brigade, right? And I swear to God, this, when I read that, read that tweet, I had never got any recognition in wrestling in my life at this point. Never anything at all. I was just a Toon Show wrestler, Toon Hall, go about, wrestle a couple of times a year, but for Cabana to tweet me at that time, it fucking blew my mind. 
First thing I done was go back to my tweet and delete the, tw- the, the shite the hedgehog tweet. First thing I done was that. I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. He follows me. I DM him. I'm like, man, I'm your biggest fan. You have no idea how much it means to me that you've just tweeted about me. And we try and we keep in contact with each other. We DM each other back and forth. And um, at the time we were using a thing called Voxer, and I think he was like, I want to speak to you. So we done Voxer. It was sort of like a WhatsAppy type deal. And I remember um, he had the following year. I don't know if it was the same year he was to be announced for the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, and we were, ICW were, were um, had, had, had their, their show at the, I can't remember what it was called. It was, was the, it used to be Revolution in my day. It was the old club, it was called Revolution. It was the picture well, house. The picture house, that's right. And I just was like, fuck. I was like, Dallas, we need to book them. And I think Dallas at the time, we ICW wasn't making a lot of money. And so they were like, oh, you might be too dear or whatever. And I was like, please, this needs to happen. And uh, within an hour, it had all been arranged, and I was wrestling Coke Cabana. And I would say that was the first yank that I'd wrestled, the first guy that had any real kind of big name. You know, at that point, I'd wrestled your spuds and stuff like that, but they never had as much a bigger name as what they did now. And I buzzed off having this match with Cabana. He he um, wanted to tag first, which at the, at the time I was like, no, man, I want to wrestle you, I want to wrestle you. But I, I see where he was coming for there. He probably should have done that because what we could have done is we could have, we could have, we could have squeezed that out. And we could have done like a turn or something at the end of the match. I totally get it. And um, so I we done the, the videos as you you, you probably followed. It was literally he was sitting at uh, the airport in New York, and he was like, "Look, I see." He says, "How far are you for Edinburgh Airport?" And I'm like, "Well, fucking two hours." He was like, "But Cabana's just he's fly as fuck. He's like, can you pick me up to take me in, in Edinburgh Town Centre? No, <laughs> which is like a ten minute fucking journey. Do you know what I mean? But I was like, aye, all right. So this is like four o'clock in the morning, and he was to get in at eleven. I get my pal, and I'm like, as long as you let me film you. And he was like, right, no bother. And that's when I just stuck on the camera and followed him about. And then ever since then, I think I, I was probably one of the first guys as well that he put on his podcast that wasn't an ex WWE guy, wasn't an indie guy that had some sort of recognition. I was because I remember when I first came out, everybody was like, who the fuck is this guy? Anyway, come on, should we He's done so much for me, 100%. He got me so many connections in America. He flew me to America to do a tour to do the, the Road Diaries documentary. And that is how I met Cole Cabana. And why the... F- I've got a question. Why the fuck has he not been on this show yet? Mate, because <laughs> I know what he's like. I know what he's like. If you... Cabana is... Oh, I don't know you mind me saying this, but a lot of folk don't go on with Colt Cabana because he... Yeah, Punk's one of them. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that that again, is that owner back yeah. half? Is that are they pals? I don't know. Okay. Anyway, but um, he's... he's you, part of this way, he's very, he's very much un- misunderstood. He doesn't get, like, the way he, he'll meet people and, and he just, like, he's in the fucking handshake, you know what I mean? The flimsy handshake and stuff like that. He, you can tell when he can't be fucked talking to somebody. He makes it plainly obvious. It's funny. Uh, but you know, a lot of folk can take it the wrong way. But he, re- for me, he really has got a heart of gold. Yeah. Um, I've no idea. I think the new way we don't have on the podcast is because of AEW tapes on a Wednesday. So I think that's the biggest. That's probably challenge. Uh, John, we'll, we'll get on at some point. Sandy, is your question being answered? Pretty much. I was that too long. No, that's fine, Grado. It's fine. We've not got rap here. We've got plenty of time to okay. kill. Um, Sandy, thank you so much for coming on and doing the run. You had another question. Oh, has he got another question? Have you got another question? It was, it was just a quick game, just for, for both of you. It was uh, on that same show, um, Lionheart had faked the neck injury. Remember, oh. no one came back and he faked the neck injury and everybody bought it. 
and you know he done the nip up and you know fooled everybody and turned heel. So my other question was: Has there been any moment you feel like you genuinely got played as a fan where you're like, ah, fuck, like? You know? I'll tell you one. By the way, that was amazing. Did you see that, John? No, I've I've seen it on YouTube since. Uh... You've never seen it, John. Um, but um, I must admit, I've been played a few times, but I've been on the show, if you know what I mean. So I got played with it with, with Drew debuting at ICW. I got played with that. That was like that was totally kept completely under wraps. So I knew that something big was happening, and I didn't know exactly what it was. And they were like, "You're going to like this," because he was he legit was held doing the stair. He was sitting with, with, with Greg and Ford uh, for still game. Because I think Greg had came to see him. And um, when I saw that man, I just, that, 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 I mean, that's not a, a turn as such, but it's, I've, I was definitely played, if you know what I mean, in terms of surprise, which I'm so glad that I did. Um, I didn't know that that was going to happen because I fucking, I was just like everybody else. I was jumping about daft. Um, and also another one, there was a couple of times in TNA, um, a little known company that I wrestled for by, um, we had a, we had, um, I'm sure it was either Dixie Carter come out to the ring and she's, it was on live on Impact, they um, done the whole, the next uh, General Manners was going to be announced and nobody knew who it was going to be and it was Bubba Ray and, uh, and when his music hit and I'm doing, 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 I'm in the ring again, I'm like, fuck, she's cool as fuck, I'm like, I'm getting well muckered that way, and I did, but I got played <laughs> with that as well, um, a heel and face turn in terms of I didn't see that coming I can't even think of the top of my head John have you got any? I think uh, the Balor one recently was like totally came out of nowhere he did the Pele kick on uh, Gargano on NXT I really liked that mm-hmm. I suppose I mean this hasn't been caught out but I was devastated when the Godfather turned, turned heel in 2000 oh. I was gutted with that I was gutted with that but it was so good, right? The sensor was so good. I mean, as a way as I, hate, I hated it, but watch that back, I love it now. I know, it's probably brilliant. Sandy, all questions asked now. Hi, happy days. Thank you very much. Well, listen, <laughs> thank you for coming on. Thank you for being a patron. And I want to see the Janny gimmick happen. This is, yeah. this is my, now, my now thing. I want to see the Janny gimmick happen. In fact, I, do you know what? I think we'll actually put out a question for the listeners for next week. Is what careers should be happening as gimmicks in wrestling? Because there must be careers and things out there that haven't happened as gimmicks yet. So the Janny, we're putting that top of the list, Sandy. Brilliant. Thanks for having me. It's been hey, it's cheers. Thanks very much, Sandy. Make your introduce yourself if you ever see me at a show again, Biggie. All right. I will do. Never. Good man. All right. See you later, Paul. Sandy. Bye. You just made the list. Every week we ask you guys to vote for a list of wrestling daft. This week it's thirty years since Jericho made his debut in the WWE. Uh, sorry, in wrestling. Um, and we asked you, um, would you like to see us talk about the best moments of wrestling, uh, Jericho, or? The draft is happening this Friday. Who would you like to see us draft from where to where? Um, but with 77% of the vote, it was the best moments of Jericho that won it. Grado, have you got a top three for us? Aye, so, you know, un- unlike Rab, Rab likes to get very fucking poetic with these kind of top threes. I'm not really good at stuff like that, right? And my top threes, you'll probably like whatever. Um, but I did go at number three. <laughs> Funnily enough, that's my top three. And a lot of people go, why are you putting this in? Top moments, but it's just stuff that comes to comes to my head right away. But I've got to put over his entrance to the AEW show last year when he had the choir. I'm a 
It's a champion's entrance, guys. The Inner Circle Choir providing the soundtrack for Le Champion and John Moxley colliding. I thought that was because I'm such a mark for entrance season, and this is what I love about wrestling, the kind of razzmatazzi. I thought it was shit hot. Number two, you might uh, think, why would you pick that out of all the moments again? But I've got to go back to when I was a Wayne, and this is the stuff that just pops into my head, but... When Jericho won the WWF title on Raw, even if it was just for 40 minutes, but when that happened, I was just kind of functioned to believe that the guys like Taker, Triple H, Austin, they were the guys that were champions. No guys like Jericho, small guys in the mid-card. So when that happened, I was jumping about my room. So you're telling me, Triple H, that I have to give up the World Wrestling Federation title because that match never took place? That's right. You're telling me I have to give up the World Wrestling Federation title because these Jericho-holics never saw me beat you in the middle of that ring for this championship. It didn't happen. Uh, gone Bush, and I thought that was such a cool, cool moment. As I say, I was gutted when it got rescinded at the end of the night, but that, that pops into my head as one of the top moments. Number one. Probably I probably debated myself where to put his match with, with Shawn Michaels in there, but I don't fancy putting a match on, you know, because he's had so many good matches over the years. He even had a good, I think it was No Mercy 2008, had another cracker with, with, with Shawn Michaels. But my number one moment is, again, his debut on Raw. I watch that all the time. I think that is one of the most incredible debuts ever in a wrestling show. Kick-started his WWF career. Um and it's just absolutely shit hot when that Jericho lettering comes up on the Titantron and everybody goes bush because they think it's Jericho, they don't think it's Jericho, the crowd was smartened up to it, and the reaction with the crowd popping like that is different class. Yeah, no, definitely. Do you not think it, it was a bit of a shame that The Rock kind of buried him <laughs> straight away, though? He did, he did definitely, because he kind of, what was it, he made a full his hair and stuff like that, but yeah, you, you could argue that, but it was entertaining. I, I think Jericho said himself though, but that was The Rock putting me over. Do you know what I mean? That was me in my first spot against The Rock. You know, so I can totally, I can totally see where he's coming from with that. It's like when 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 wrestlers back in the day would tweet about me and I'd, I'd get a boner. Half the time they were burying me, but I, I was still loving it because I'm getting the attention, I'm getting the attraction. Yeah. It was, it, it was. And so in a way, put me over, so I can totally get where he's coming for there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Craig, um, we'll move on to the listener suggestions, the best moments. See if we've missed any here, Gradle. Uh, Craig says anything that involved the late great Ralphus or oh, the Ralphus stuff in WCW. WCW stuff was great. I love going back watching it on Nitro. It was brilliant. I remember hearing about Jericho talking about Ralphus and how like. Like he just basically grabbed them out of nowhere. He was like this guy backstage, and then just used them, and then he became one of these stalkery people. Said when you because he started getting paid as like a, a fucking superstar and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> That's right. It's mental, man. Because I think they put him on the road, and he's one of the guys. Is he still alive? I just didn't know he's passed away. Oh, well. Well, so, the office. There we go. Uh, Painmaker persona for Dylan. Um, obviously in New Japan. Rab needs to be here to talk about that. Uh, Paul, is WCW subjects uh, segments are un underrated. Letters from Ted Turner, his dad appearing, Ralphus, ring announcing the Slambery Battle Royal. Sees Wait a minute, hold on, sorry to cut you off, but Ralphus just recently passed away like last month? Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, that's weird. We should we should have the, the, the 10 bell salute for him at the start of the show. Um, Don't be disrespectful. 
Sorry. Um, Dean Malenko uh, and my personal favourite, going to Washington to check the WCW rule book. That was fucking brilliant. Love yeah. that bit. Uh, what a guy. Uh, Graham, it has to be the whole man of a thousand and four hold stuff. That was that, that was superb. That was great. When it cut to the break, when it cut to the break and it came fucking brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, Brian, how about the time he beat the Rock and Stone Cold on the same fucking night? Or is that the time he fell on his hole when pouring booze on punk? I don't right. remember that. Um, John, his debut list of Jericho, one of the best gimmicks he had, um, and the WWF debut as well. I I love the list of Jericho. It's probably my favourite. I'd love that the whole thing. And here is my actual favourite, the Festival of Friendship. I missed that man. I, I need to go back and watch that. Oh, uh, you never have you never seen the Festival of Friendship, Gredo? It no. is fucking one of the best things in wrestling in the last few years. It's brilliant. Uh, phenomenal work. I always thought that City Jericho from 2009 uh, would be his best work, but nobody could have pulled that segment off. Using comedy, turning into tragedy, absolute genius. Um, Chris says he always loved the list. I like the old list of 1004 holds. I can also remember in Toronto and the crowd were cheering him for him. Then he got the mic and ripped right into them. He was always good at getting a crowd reaction. Absolutely. Uh, Derek Le Champion in the start of the inner circle. Very recent. Um, do you like the Le Champion, Chris Jericho and AEW Grado? Love it. Love everything about it. He's definitely the best thing on AEW. Love it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Kev said the list was amazing. First ever undisputed champion. Was a surprise at the time, but he's excelled in the main event ever since. Punching Shawn Michaels' wife was a jaw dropper. Fucking hell. Connected, didn't he? Aye. Um, and Steve uh, says AEW he's been brilliant in that favourite bit was when he was doing the cutting the promo on Vanguard 1 only a man of his talent can make shouting at a drone quality entertainment so thanks very much for listening to a very different uh, wrestling daft this week Rab will be back next week hopefully without any toothache we need to pick a listen of the week Grado some can't get Rab Florence a dentist I cannot go through this again right okay uh, so listener of the week is anyone who is a dentist out there um, so that's it for this week's show rebate, review, subscribe on Apple get it where you get your podcast. remember we go on Friday with Rab and Gradle, the headline show and then we've got the obviously superstar show as Marks on a Tuesday myself, Gary and Big Alex doing that um, get on the Patreon for more content, patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft do you know what Gradle, we should put up one of your Tam O'Shanter videos on the Patreon when we do that 100% Get that done. I'll, I'll maybe send you a couple of outtakes for it because there is a few out there. So I will get that sent for the Patreon. So you can get that on the Patreon as well. Uh, you can get t-shirts as well. Get on shop.spaceshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. Until next time, I don't have a catchphrase, so I'll just say it's yourself and steal yours. Up the road! Audio Frontier. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.